Progress. Okay, so just to finish up, we, we really have like two line, a few lines left of yesterday's sugya, and then it's a new sugya. We're on Kuf Tesvav Amid Beis. We're on the bottom line. So the Gemara had brought down Agav, a brisa that talked about if you have ten barrels of tame of tame tame uh, uh, let's say tevel. And you want to separate one of them. One of them cracks or is nizgala, and it's spilling out. Can I make that truma, uh, basically, to save myself some money? And the Gemara discussed that. Now, one second. The Gemara said like this. The, the, the Brisa made a distinction between oil and wine. That wine, uh, where it's not very big expense, if it spills out, you could do it. But oil is a big expense, you can't. So then the Gemara asked the question. Um, uh, one second. Yeah, so then the Gemara said, why is it that wine is less expensive, is less valuable than oil? So he said, well, oil, right, Tomek, and they're both Tomek. The point is, when they're spilling out, if it's taka going to be spilled out and it's going to hurt the kain financially, we don't want you to do it. So we said, wine doesn't hurt them financially, oil does. We said, why? what's the difference? So oil you could still use for kindling. It's worth, let's say, $50 a barrel. Still something. Wine, what could you use it for? Sprinkling? That's 10 bucks. So the commander said, why is it 10 bucks? That's, you could... It's pretty valuable to buy wine for sprinkling. That was the same $50. Somebody says, no, it's new wine. So it doesn't really, you can't sprinkle right now. So Mara says, okay, so why not wait two years and then it will be valuable? Meaning, right now the wine is not valuable because you can't really sprinkle because it's new wine. If it was aged wine, then I'd agree. So Mara says, wait for it to be aged. The answer is you don't want a cayenne to hold on to tummy wine in his property for that long because there's a concern that he might come to drink it. So Mara says, what about oil? So why are you, why are you okay with him having, meaning you don't want him to have tummy wine in his rishos for years, but tummy oil you're cool with. So the Gemara says, we're going to put it in, in a disgusting barrel so that he would never drink it. That, that's the difference. Now, Oh, but then we say, so the Gemara said, for wine, the reason why you can't do that is because the whole point is you want it for sprinkling, which is to have a good aroma. You put it in a nasty barrel, it's not going to have a good aroma. Fine. The point is just completely agav. You see from this sugya that if you have something tome in your property, we do not want you to hold on to it long term. It's a completely side point that if you have, let's say, a trafe knife, we don't want you to keep it long term because we're afraid if it's in your property long term, you'll accidentally come to use it. That's just a complete agav. Parenthetically, from this sugya, so it says the Gemara. The Gemara says, the bottom line, This concept that we're concerned about you holding on to something tummy in your property because you'll come to use it, it's actually machlekes tanoim. This concern is only beishamai shita. Beis Hillel is actually not concerned. The bottom line of Kuf Tesavav Amid Amid Beis. Let's grab a couple. Okay. So the Gemara is saying that this concept that we're concerned which we just gave in as like a Dover Poshit, as like a given that we're concerned is actually a Machloik Estanoi. It's really Bishamai, not Beisilo. How so? Bitakola Atzma Tanoi. This concern of keeping something in your property that you'll, that's usher, that you might come to eat it, is actually If a person has a barrel of truma wine that becomes tummy. So again, what, what usage is it? The only usage, you cannot drink it. It's truma wine that becomes tummy. So Kain is not allowed to drink it. But he could use it for deodorant, deodorizing the room, sprinkling the room. So the question is, can you hold on to it? It's Mamash Arshayla. Is it a good idea to keep Trump, a tum, something tummy in your house that you can't drink, that you could just sprinkle? Are we concerned that you'll come to drink it? So Samachlegis Bisham 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 says you gotta spill it out. Meaning, 
There's, you, you, we cannot have something in your property long term. It's a really bad idea. Basil says, no, Tasa Ziluf. Basil says, what are you concerned about? Put a reminder, tell yourself, don't drink it, that's fine. So Basil is talking not concerned. So Bishami says, spills it out. Basil says, you could use it for deodorizing. Om Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi says, Ani Achriya. I'll be, uh, I'll be Machriya between the two. Correct. Says Rabbi Shmuel Yaisi, Ani Achriya. I will be the Machriya. And what's the Machriya? Because we know that so there's Machloikas, and then there's a third view that's like the, the, the middle ground, the compromiser. We usually follow that. So says Rabbi Shmuel, I'll be the compromiser. What's my compromise? Bibayis, if the battle of Truma wine became tummy in the house where you do the deodorizing, Tazazilov, then it's fine. But Basada, but let's say it became Tame in the Sada, and you have to bring it to the house to Shabbachaikal spill it out. Meaning, if it's in the spot where you could do deodorant, then it's fine. But if it's in the in the field and you have to bring it to the house, then we're concerned that you'll drink it before you bring it. Okay. So says the Gemara. And Ikadamri, Biyoshin Tasazilov, Bachadashagol, some have a different version, which is that if it's old, you could use it for uh, Zilov, because it's 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 you could use it for Yodan right now. But if it's a new wine and you have to age it, we're not okay with it. So now that's a a machriya. Amrulloy, it's an interesting rule. Ein That's not considered a machriya. Meaning, the rule is that when you have two people have a machloikas and there's a third person that's a middle view, we follow the middle view. But says the Gemara, that's not the that's not the case in this situation. Why? So Rashi says, it only works if Beishame Beishilol sort of mention his opinion. Meaning, what's Beishame Shita? Beishame Shita is spill it out always. Beishilol says keep it always. What does he say? Babayis, keep it, basada, spill it out. So yes, he is a middle view, but he's not a machria. For him to be a machria, he has to address things that they addressed. Meaning, if Beishamai had said, Babayis u basada tishbaich, meaning that Beishamai addressed that his shita is for the house and for the field, and then Beishilil said, Babayis u basada tasaziluf, so they both addressed bias as sada, and then he's coming in and he's saying bias this sada this. That's a machria, but because they never addressed bias and sada, he's just bringing that in. That's not considered a machria. It's a very subtlety that for it to be a machria, you have to actually use terminology and address every situation they did, and then use, you know, like A and B. Basically, he's not a machria. He's just saying, in other words, for him to be a machria, it has to be that Beishamai says, listen. A and B is this. Basil says A and B is not this. And then he comes in and he says A is like him. B is like him. They both addressed A and B and he's doing that. That's not the case over here. Beishamai is just saying spill it up. Basil is saying keep it. And he's saying I follow Beishamai in the house and I follow Basil in the fields. That's not a machria. That's just you're sometimes siding with them, sometimes not siding with them. It's again, it's a subtlety. Rashi, there's a whole arichas in Rashi and Taizis to try to explain what this means. It's a subtlety, but basically it has to be that they themselves address the, the, the circumstances for you to be a machria. Okay, now, the, the very interesting daf, you have to know the case of the Mishnah well to understand the daf. Again, the case is where a guy goes, he's got a, ba- I have a barrel of wine, you have a barrel of honey. Your honey begins to drip out. It's very, very expensive. You take my barrel, spill it out, fill your honey in my barrel. The halacha is that I do n- you only have to pay me for the fee. You don't have to pay for the wine. But 
if before we do this I say, you better pay me for the wine, or you say, I'm going to pay you for the wine, then, then you have to keep your word. Very simple. Says the Gemara, am I, why do you have to pay for the wine? Why don't you say that I was joking? Meaning, there's such a concept that under duress, a person will say something, even if they don't really mean it. They just got You got to get it done. Your, your honey is spilling out. You're freaking out because it's very, very valuable. That's how you make your living. You're a honey salesman. My wine is, is a cheap bottle of wine. It's Moscato Dossi. It's not a great bottle of wine. So you're about to take my barrel and you're freaking out. And I'm like, hey, you going to pay me? And you're like, hey, 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 I'll pay you. I'll pay, pay, pay. Spill it out. You have to pay. Why? We find such a concept that there are circumstances, at least a circumstance that I'm aware of, the Gemara is going to point out, where if a person under duress makes a statement, he doesn't actually mean it. He's just... He's just under duress and he's, just got to, uh, he's saying what he thinks the person needs to hear. And he doesn't mean it. Why don't you say the same thing? How do you know he means it? The Gemara says, what's the source that a person will just say something even though they don't mean it? The Gemara says, Tani, isn't there a b'raisa? Okay. You have a situation where a guy is running away from prison. He's running away, and he gets to a ferry. And the ferry driver, let's say it's $5 for the, for the ferry ride. He's like, can, can, can you take me across? He's like, I don't know, it's going to be 15 minutes. He's like, I, I'll give you $1,000 if you go right now. So he takes him across. He doesn't owe him $1,000. He owes him the regular fare. Why? Because the assumption is he's running for his life. So when he said $1,000, he was just, he's just freaking out. So you see such a concept that a person will just say something under duress and we're not going to hold them to it. So to over here, if you're honey, so you say, I'll spill the bottle, I'll, I'll, pay for the, I'll pay for the wine. He's under duress. Why don't you say the same thing? So you know what the Gemara says? No. Holy dummy, let's say, for the Gemara says, look at the next case with the ferry. You're, you're trying to compare the wine case to the ferry. It's not comparable at all. I'll tell you outside why it's not comparable, though. We'll see it inside. You want to know why it's not comparable? In the case of the ferry, you're the ferry guy. You're the, f- the ferry man. Doesn't sound great, but you're the uh, one person in charge of the ferry. I'm, I'm running away from prison. I'm, I'm running away from prison, yeah? And I'm like, $1,000, I'll, I'll do it, whatever. You're like, $1,000, go, freaking, like, just go. You take me across. I don't have to pay for it. You're comparing that to wine. You want to know why it's not comparable? The wine I'm losing. Are you losing anything by taking me across? No. Your job is to ferry people across. It doesn't cost you anything. Therefore, because it doesn't cost you anything, we're not going to hold it against me, even though I negotiated high. But over here, you're spilling out my wine. I'm losing. If I'm losing, and you say you're going to pay me for my loss, you have to keep it. I'll prove it to you. What about the second? What about a different case of a ferry? Instead of you being a ferry man, you're a fisherman, and you have a boat. And you're in the middle of catching salmon. And I say, hey, hey, do me a favor. Can you just take me across? And you're like, I'm, I'm a fisherman. I, I got, I got, I'm working. And I'm like, I'll pay you $1,000. You know what the halach is? I have to pay you $1,000. Why? Because you're losing. If there's a hefzid to you, and I tell you, you got to keep my word. So the Gemara says, our Mishnah is more comparable to the second case of the fisherman. Because there's a hefzid, we don't say Meshat Anibach. Says the Gemara, look at the next case of the, of the ferry. But if he says to a guy with a boat, I'll give you $1,000 and ferry me across. You have to pay $1,000. What's the difference between the two cases? How come in the first case, you only give him the cost of the fare, but in the second case, you have to give the $1,000? 
Rabbi Chama says the second case is where he's a fisherman. So by you taking him across, you're losing money because you're supposed to be making money as a fisherman. You're not a ferry guy where you're not doing anything. You're actually a fisherman. You're losing money. If you're losing money when there's a hefsid, you have to keep your word. So to our case, because there's a hefsid, by you spilling out the wine, you have to keep your word. Okay, the next Mishnah, the next case of the Mishnah, which was very, very similar. The first case was the wine. The next case was the donkey. The case was, I have a donkey, you have a donkey. Both of them are swept away by the sea. My donkey is worth $100, your donkey is worth $1,000. I jump in and I say, I'm not going to save my donkey. Your donkey is more valuable, I'll save your donkey. I jump in, I get your donkey. The halacha is, I lose mine. The halacha is, you don't have to pay me for the value of my donkey, even though it's worth $100. You just have to pay me for the fee of saving your donkey, whatever that is. But if I tell you before... I don't know, I guess what you would pay for someone to save your donkey. I'm not sure how they would calculate that. But let's say before, the Gemara doesn't uh, elaborate how they would calculate that. But if before I jump in, I say, I'm jumping in, you've got to pay for my donkey. Allah says, you have to pay for my donkey. It's mamish, the same exact thing as the wine. It's, It's very similar. I lose out. You don't have to pay for it. I stipulate you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. So it's mamish, very, very similar. So the Gemara Sakasha, why do I need both cases? Again, there's two halachas. The halacha is that if I spill out the wine and I don't stipulate, you don't have to pay me for the wine. But if I stipulate, you have to pay me. If I jump in, you don't have to pay me for the donkey. But if I stipulate, you have to pay me for the donkey. So those two halachas are repeating themselves. What do, you, what do you need that for? So the Gemara answers, I'll say it out so we see it inside. The Gemara answers, there's a fundamental difference between the two cases. You know the differences? In the first case with the wine, I am spilling out your wine. I am ruining your merchandise, be a dime. The second case with the donkey... I'm not doing anything to your donkey. I'm just not saving the donkey. That's the difference. So the chiddush of the cases is, the reason why you need both cases is because if I only had one, I would not know the halach in the other case. Again, there's two halachas. One is that if I spill out the wine without stipulating it, you do not have to pay. So again, I have a barrel of honey. It's, it's, it's dripping. You have a barrel of wine. I take your barrel of wine, spill it out. I don't have to pay for the wine. If I stipulate before, I'll pay you for the wine. Or if you stipulate before, pay me for the wine, I have to. Those are the two halachas. But if you go and you spill out the wine, you're Correct. That's the point. So why are you allowed to do it's one of Takanis Yeshua bin Nun that you're allowed to. In order to keep society going, I have much more valuable stuff. We allow it. The point is like this. The second case of the donkey, my donkey is being swept out, your donkey is being swept out. I go in to save your donkey, my donkey dies. You don't have to pay me for my donkey, even though I saved yours. But... If I stipulate before, I have to. Similar halacha. You know the difference is? In the case of the wine, I'm spilling out your wine. I'm being mafsid biadayim. The case of the donkey, I'm not. And the reason why I need both cases is because I could see either case going a different way. If you just had the case of the wine, I'd say, of course by the wine, you have to pay if you stipulate because you're mafsid biadayim. But the donkey, even if you stipulate, you don't have to. Or the opposite. If you just had the donkey, I'd say, yeah, the donkey, I didn't do anything. So I don't have to pay for the donkey unless I stipulate. But the case of the wine, where you're spilling it out, even without stipulation, you have to pay. That's well, why you need both so cases. There's a, there's a product which is more valuable than another product you can go and just take. Well, there are ca- there, we have t- we had two cases of it, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how it would uh, how it extend to other situations, but yeah. The other case, if you remember from Shabbos, the other takana of Yeshua ben Nun was that if I have a donkey that's carrying very expensive items and it dies and your donkey is carrying cheap wood, I'm allowed to take the wood off your donkey and have put the merchandise on your donkey, and I'll pay you for the wood. Yeah. 
Again, I don't know how it extends to other cases. If this was one of the takanas of Yeshua Benun, that in order to make society run properly, sometimes you got to help a, help a Jew out, even if it means losing a little bit. Yeah. So says the Gemara, why didn't you both cases? It's not much what I said. If you just had the case of wine, I'd say, Only there, if you stipulated, you have to pay fully. Why? Because you're actually spilling it out of your dime. But when it comes to the donkey, to Mamela, the donkey, which is just happening automatically by God, maybe you never have to pay for the whole donkey, even if you stipulate. And if you only have a case of the donkey, I'd say, I'd say by the donkey, you, unless you stipulate, you don't have to pay fully. But but the case of wine where you're spilling up maybe even if you don't stipulate, you have to pay fully. That's why you need both cases. A couple caches. Interesting cache. Boy Minerav Kana Mirav. Yorahatzil Vaullah Shaloy Meelov Mahu. Okay. Again, remember the case. I have a donkey with a hundred dollars. You have a donkey with a thousand dollars. They're both swept out. I jump in and I say, I'm not getting mine, I'm getting yours. And I get your donkey. You have to pay me for my fee. Or you have to pay me for the donkey if I stipulate. Let's say you're gonna pay me, let's say it's a hundred dollars the fee. My donkey survived. Do you still have to pay me? Are you paying me the, for the value? Let's say I, we stipulate. I say, I'm jumping in, but you got to pay me for my donkey. You're like, deal. I go in, I save your donkey. And then my donkey, uh, my donkey walks out. So the question is, um, do you still have to pay me for the donkey? In other words, you'll say, well, we we'll have to pay for the donkey. Your donkey's fine. On the other hand, you could say that when the donkey fell into the water, it was like Hefker. And then when it came out, it's like I'm reacquiring a new animal. That's the question. So Amr Lei, Mishamayim Rachimu Aleha, Hashem smiled on you, meaning you get paid. But the second the donkey jumps in, it's gone. If Hashem had compassion on you that the donkey comes out, that's just good luck on you, meaning it's Hefker. You want to reacquire it? It's, it's like a completely separate sugya. The second you jump in and the animal goes in, it's gone, it's Hefker. And if he agreed to pay for it, he has to pay. I, the animal, survived and the animal somehow struggled and got out to the thing and you grabbed it? That's Hashem just, the, lucky day, in other words. If someone else could grab it, they could also grab it. It's Hefker. You happen to grab it, lucky day. Meaning, it's a completely separate situation. And the Gemara says, where do we find such a concept? Very interesting story. Rav Safra was traveling with a caravan, and Lavinu Hanu Ari, they had this lion that was escorting them. I guess it was a trained lion, and the lion would escort them to scare away other animals. But the deal was... Every day, someone had to take a donkey and feed the lion. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they. Okay, that was the situation. So here's the deal. Every day, so let, let's say it's 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 five you, it's six of us, right? We're all going. I got my lion here. Lion scaring other animals, but we have a deal. We have a handshake deal. Every day, somebody throws a donkey. So one, it was Rasafra's day. So Rav Safra's day, he gives the donkey there. An hour later, he realizes the lion's not hungry. So he grabs the donkey back, and he acquires it. The question is, did he fulfill his stipulation? Again, every day someone's got to give a donkey. He gave the donkey, but the donkey survived. So you know what the halacha is? Rav Safra went quickly, grabbed it, because he, he thought it was Hefker, right? The second you gave it to the lion, it's sort of like Hefker. So he grabbed it back. So Amr le Rav Acham Ravina. No, no, so, I'm sorry, so the, Gemara, the Gemara's point is, 
Over there, Hashem had Rachmanus, Hashem smiled, meaning he fulfilled his deal. I, he got the animal back. Lucky day. So to over here, when I, when I, my donkey falls into the water and your donkey falls into the water and I stipulate, I say, Nash, I'll get your donkey, but you got to pay for mine. And I jump in and then my donkey survives, he still has to pay me. Why? Lucky day. It was at a matzav of Hefker, I fulfilled my stipulation. I, later on, I lucked out that the animal was still there. Lucky day. Rav Safra put the donkey in the lion's pen. I it didn't eat it. He grabbed it back. Lucky day. So the Gemara just has a quick question. Why did Rav Safra run to grab the animal? It's like, because he was worried that it was Hefker. It's not Hefker. When he put the animal by the lion's den, he wasn't being mafka the animal. He was saying, the lion can eat it. No one else can take it. If someone else were to take it, that, that would be Gneva. So why is Rav Safra running like he was Hefker? Why is it Hefker? He gave it for the lion. He didn't give it for everything else. So the Gemara says, Why is there Safra running to grab it? Why is he assume it's Hefker? He wasn't Mafkarit assuming that anyone else could take it. He was Mafkarit assuming the lion could take it. Which is, by the way, very interesting that you could be Mafkarit assuming only one person will get it. So in other words, that's not real Hefker. He was giving it to the lion, not to anybody else. So the Gemara says, you're right. Rav Safra didn't really have to run to grab it. He just didn't want to have a headache. Meaning it was technically his. But then if someone else grabbed it, he'd have to start arguing with him in Alacha. And he was just like, let me quickly just avoid a headache. Okay. One more Shiloh. Another case. Menashe's animal, again, his donkey's worth a thousand, my donkey's worth a hundred dollars. I say, I'll jump in, but you gotta pay for my donkey. Like, deal. I jump in and I can't save his donkey. Because I'm not good at catching donkeys. So the Gemara says, Does he still have to pay me? I tried. Meaning, I didn't do, I, I didn't do the result, but the effort. It was a good old college try. Are, are you paying me for the effort, or are you paying me for the result? So I'm like, Zu Shaila. He says, it's a good Shaila, but you don't have to pay for the donkey. You have to pay for his time. The time you'll have to pay, because he tried. But you don't have to pay for the donkey. Now, meaning, in other words, in this case, if I say to Menashe, I'll jump in, but you gotta save my, you got to pay for my donkey, and I try to save his donkey, but I don't, he doesn't have to pay for my donkey. Because there was no result. At the end of the day, he tried. I don't care about try, right? You can't. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't feed your family with try, right? You gotta, it's a result, or it's a, it's a result, a result, uh, you know, business. So the Gemara says, "Wait a minute, Esve, I have a kasha. You're telling me that if the result's not there, it doesn't matter about the efforts." Go to the next page. Let's say I pay someone, I pay you to deliver certain foods for a chayla. Let's say uh, prunes, right? They're good for the stomach. The person that's a sick person is an older man who's got constipation. I'm paying you to deliver it. The problem is by the time you get there, by the time you get there, you realize the guy either died or he's better now. He doesn't need it. So what's the halacha? You have to pay him fully. Why? Because a deal's a deal. I don't understand. It's the exact same situation. Over there, I pay you to deliver the food. By the time you get there, the guy's dead. So you have to turn around. I still have to pay you fully. Why? Because you did your job. So over here, I jumped in. What's the difference? You know what the difference is? Your job was to deliver the food. That you did. His job was to save the donkey. Did not do that. Yours is not effort. Yours is you did your job. Your job is to deliver the food. If there's no one on the receiving end to take it, that's not my problem. I did my job. I actually fulfilled on the, the job. The case of the donkey, all you did was effort. You did not deliver. The job was save my donkey. You did not do that. That's the answer. Yes, in the result, the person didn't take the food because the person died. But you, as the delivery man, did your job fully. 
the case of the donkey, I did not do my job fully. I tried. Not enough. Says the Gemara, Okay. Again, Vaita. Let's go Vaita. The Gemara says like this Tan Rabbanon, Shara Shaisa Malachas Bamidbar, Vamrala Gais Latarfa, Mechajim in Lafim Mamun. A very interesting case. You have five people that are traveling in the desert and they get attacked by, uh, you know, a marauder. So they pay him off. So, the, you, you know, you're the head of the group. You take 10K and you just give him 10K. I don't know why I did that number. 10K. There's 10, there's 10 people in the group. So the question is, how do you figure it out? So you say, well, there's 10 people. Each person gives $1,000. No, no, no. You figure out how much money each one of them has and you do percentages. Meaning, you don't go by the amount of people because they weren't trying to kill your life. They weren't trying to take your life. They're trying to take your money. So you analyze the money. So let's say there's 10 of us and they took 10K. I'm not paying $1,000. What you do is you figure out the amount of money. If let's say I have $10 on me and you have $100,000 on me, you're given a lot more money than I am. You do the percentages. You figure out how much money everybody has and then you do everyone gives then you do, you're giving 10% of the amount of you had, you're giving 10% of the amount of you had, 10%, 10%, 10%. 10% to me might be a dollar. You figure out how much everybody has, and then you give a percentage to pay off. Says the Gemara, because that's where, because the, the person wasn't interested in killing you, he was just trying to take your money. So you got to figure out how much money everybody has, and then figure out how much the person was saved. But says the Gemara, Im af but, you sh- um, but let's say, instead of paying off a debt, we're paying off a marauder, we hired a guide. Ten of us are going through the Amazon, we hired a guide. Now that guy, guide's job is to save us, that guide's job is to pay off marauders, he's doing all that. The halach is like this, we split it 50-50. 50% of his fare, is going, of, his, of his fee, is going to be based on people. If there's 10 of us, let's say his fee is, is 10K. So we're going to take 5K. 5K of it is just going to be based on people. Equal amount. The other 5K is going to be based on money. But says the Gemara, But the truth is, you also have to go with the Minig Hamakam. Meaning, if the donkey drivers, if they, let's say the Minig, this is all very nice that you go by uh, a mountain, not by feet. But let's say the Minig of that place is they go based on body count. Then you go by body count. You go by the minute The minute I'm will override. Okay. Um, fine. The Gemara continues. Roshoin hachamarim lahasne shakomi shayoyve lechamar yamar lechamar acher. So the halach is like this. Let's say all six of us are donkey, donkey uh, watchmen. So we all have some donkeys and we all watch them. We have a deal, we have a rotating shift. You watch Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, whatever it is. Now, the deal is we make a stipulation between us that if anyone loses their own donkey, we'll give them a donkey. Why? Because you want some skin in the game. right? If I just pay Menashe to be my donkey watchman for all of us, he won't watch it as well as if he has donkeys in the herd. When he's got his own donkeys in the herd, he'll watch it better. So therefore, we make a deal between us that every guy has to have donkeys, and if his donkeys die, we're all going to give him a donkey. Because we want skin of the game. Makes sense. Yeah, but Menashe might watch his donkey better than anyone else's. Exactly, well, that's the point. That's why I want... I want he might, he yeah, but at least... He'll, no, but what... True, true, but it's better than him not having any donkey. Well, I, in the, I know Menashe's donkey. <laughs> true. But the point is, it's better than him not having... Skin any, in the game. 
Exactly. It's better than not him having a donkey. But says the Gemara, let's say, so we have a deal that if anyone loses their donkey or their donkey dies, we'll replace it. But says the Gemara, Bikusia ain't mamidin. If he loses his donkey through negligence, meaning he just left the door open, I'm not, we're not paying for that. that. That's not part of the deal. But let's say he does like this. Then I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to use you for this one. His donkey dies. So we're supposed to give him another one. A donkey costs $1,000. Menashe is like this. Here's the deal. Give me $1,000. I'll buy one next week. I will so watch all the donkeys super well. I'd rather the money, though, because he's like, I need the cash right now. Just give me the $1,000. I'll I'll buy a donkey later, but trust me, I'll watch it so, so well. Says the Gemara, No, no deal. You need a donkey. We're not giving you a thousand. We're not paying for It's not the money. We want you to have skin of the game. Giving you the money is not going to help. So the Gemara says, isn't that Pashat? Isn't that Pashat? Like, isn't that Pashat that he can't just say, give me money instead? Like, yeah, it's Pashat. I never said that I'll give you money. I said, I'll give you a donkey. So the Gemara says, what's the Chiddush? You know what the case is? You know what the Chiddush is? already has one donkey. He just doesn't have a se- his second donkey died. He already has one donkey. So you might think that because he has one donkey anyway, he's going to watch it well. So you could give him the money and you could trust that his skid is already in the game. Kamash Malan. There's a difference between watching two donkeys than watching one. Having two donkeys is more skin in the game. And therefore, if he has one, he can't just demand the money. We have to give him a second donkey. The Gemara says the same halacha by donkeys is true with boats. What do you mean? He already has one donkey. Again, his, if, if all his donkeys die, and he says, and we're like, okay, we're going to give you a donkey. That was the deal. He's like, I'd rather just the cash. We don't have to give you the cash. The one says, Pasha, of course you don't have to give him the cash. Why would I have to? I'm not, I'm not a bank. I don't have to give him the cash. The answer is the case is he has one donkey left. So he already has skin in the game. So you might think because he already has skin in the game, he's going to watch it well, and therefore just give him the money. Kamash Malan. There's more. Two is better than one. The Gemara says this exact same halacha by donkeys, we also find by boats. They used to have a deal that all of us would watch our boats. And if you don't have a boat in the fleet, we would give you a boat because you have skin in the game. It's same halacha. If you lose it during negligence, we're not replacing it. And if you say, don't give me the boat, just give me the cash, we're not doing it. The exact same halacha. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, before we get there. Uh, you have a boat that's traveling in the sea. And you have a Yonah situation that the boat is going to capsize. It's too heavy. So, all the passengers are throwing off uh, their bags. The halacha is, we want it to be even. It's not fair if all five of us, if all six of us are on this boat. You don't have to get rid of more bags than I do. So, we do bag for bag. You, get a, you throw off a bag, you throw off a bag, you throw off a bag. Now, let's say you're selling gold. I'm selling, I don't know, uh, textbooks. So your bag is way more valuable. You know what the halacha is? doesn't matter. We don't go by value. We go by weight. So it's not like if you throw off a bag that's worth $1,000, I have to throw off $1,000 worth of merchandise. You throw off 50 pounds, I got rid of 50 pounds. And if your 50 pounds is, is diamonds, like Menashe's business, then he's going to lose a lot more money than me. But that's tough, tough noogies. I don't care. I don't have to throw off. It's not, it's not a value thing. It's a weight thing. Says the Gemara, and we follow the minigasafonim. What is that meaning? Whatever the common custom is, if they 
if they have a deal that you go by value when you throw off bags, then you got to follow them in the Gamakim. Now the halacha that I said. And the Safanim, the sailors, are able to make a deal that everyone has to have a boat in the watchman. And if one of them loses the boat or, or the boat crashes, whatever it is, we'll replace it. So, of the if they lose the boat due to negligence, Ein Mamidin. We're not going to replace it. But if it's not due to negligence, we will replace it. It's the same thing. If you have a boat and you're supposed to watch it, and if you're supposed to supply your boat, and then you lose the boat, I'm not, I'll replace it if it's not negligence. But if you went to a place where ships are not supposed to go, meaning you lost your boat due to negligence, you put your boat in uh, you know a crazy uh, crazy surf whatever it is you went into a crazy storm and I'm I'm not replacing it because that's negligence. Gemara says pshita of course it's pashit. The Gemara says like tzricha de benisa merachi ad chad ashla ubetishri merachin tre ashlei the kaozli biyaminisa lamakom tishrei mal the same adivoshe naked vaozil kamashlan. You know what the case is? The case is not where you just rode your boat into a storm. Of course you rode your boat into a storm. I'm not replacing it. It's negligence. The case is like this. They would generally like to keep their boats near the shore because it's safer. During Nissan, during, during Nissan, they would distance it because the, the, the water is not very high during Nissan. They would only distance it one rope length. Let's say 10 feet. During Tishrei, they would have to go 20 feet. So here's the case. Tishrei, you're 20 feet, you're 20 feet, you're 20 feet. And then Nisan, you're supposed to get closer because it gets much more choppy, it gets much more crazy over there. During Nisan, you kept the 20 feet length. Boat capsized. So you might think that it's not negligence because you're like, listen, I'm used to 20 feet. I've been doing 20 feet for the half a year. The answer is no. During Nisan, you got to get closer. Meaning, in other words, you got, you got, to, you got to know the rules of, uh, of boating. Okay, let's go weiter. Tan Rabbanon. Okay, a caravan is traveling, all, all, all six of us are traveling in a caravan. Guys come, pirates come to, uh, robbers come to Maradis, whatever. You turn into like Rambo, you shoot them, and you save everything. The question is, do you get all of our stuff? Or, there, there was 15 bags, uh, uh, and, and the pirates are coming and taking, and you just knock them out. And you're the hero. The question is, do you get everything? So says the Gemara. No. We go back and we all take our bags. But, but if before you go to fight the pirates, you say, I'm keeping everything, then, okay, you, you said you keep it, you keep it. That's the halach. Then you keep everything. So here's the Gemara's kasha. The kasha is, I don't understand the situation. If you're the only one who could save it, if all of us are not capable of doing what you're doing, you're a Green Beret, you're capable of doing this, none of us can. So in other words, it's Hefker, because we were all Miyayish from it. So why don't you keep it? And if all of us could save it, and you just happen to be the first one to do it, then you should never keep it. Meaning, what's the halacha? The halacha is, if you stipulate you're going to keep it, you keep it. If not, not. What does it do with stipulation? If we can't save the bags, and you're the only one could, you should always get it. If we could save the bags, you should never get it. It's binary, yes or no. What does it have to do with your statement? So it says the Gemara, I don't understand. Hey, Chidami, I don't understand. What's the situation? So, three explanations from the Gemara. Three explanations from the Gemara will be done in five minutes. The Gemara says, explanation number one. 
You know what the case is? We're not all randos. We're not just friends. We're partners. This case, the case is where all the merchandise, you're a partner with us in the merchandise. Therefore, if you just go to save it, we assume that you're saving it, but keeping the partnership going. If you stipulate, that's your way of breaking the partnership. If it was just five random guys, you're right, it's all Hefker. But that's not the situation. We're partners. Therefore, your action is on behalf of the partnership. That's the assumption. If you stipulate, I'm doing it for myself, then that's your way of saying, partnership over, I'm saving this for myself, fine. That's the deal. So it has to be that you've stipulated because we're dealing with partnership. So the assumption is that when you did this, unless you stipulate otherwise, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing this on behalf of the partnership. You're doing this on behalf of the business. Yeah. He's saying that, and the other person's under duress. So we really. Yeah, but it's still Hefker. It's still Hefker. I hear what you're saying, but it's still Hefker. It's not like I'm stipulating, I'm agreeing. It's still Hefker. That's the first explanation. Rava says, Rava says something similar. It's not that we're partners. You're my worker, meaning you work for all of us. You're not some random Green Beret. You work for us. Therefore, when you go to save it, the assumption is you're doing it on behalf of your employers. If you say you're, you're not, then it's like breaking a partner, uh, uh, not a partnership, it's like, it's like quitting your job. Which you're allowed to do. So you quit your job and then you saved it for yourself. Says the Gemara, ukirav. And this follows Rav Rav. Rav says that a worker can redo the terms halfway through the day, meaning you could quit. You could just say, I'm not working for you anymore. And what's the source? Now, until you quit, the assumption is that you're doing it on behalf of your employers. But once you quit, once you quit, then all of a sudden, it's different. Why? Because the Pasuk says, and no one else. So when you before you quit, you you're automatically work for us. The second you quit, then all of a sudden you say, you know what you're saying? You're saying, I serve God, I don't serve you guys. And therefore, you're saving it for yourself. That's the second answer. And the third answer, Ravashi says, we'll do the next Gemara in three minutes. Ravashi says the third case, it's very similar, simply. And that is, you're not the only one who could save it. We all could do it, but it'll be very difficult. Therefore, if you go out to save it, the reason why it's split between us, because I'm not mafkarit. Meaning, all five of us can do what you did. All five of us can save the items and take down the robbers. You just happen to be the first one to do it. So if, if you just do it, we're not mafker because I'm just like, listen, if he doesn't do it, I'll do it myself. But if you say, I'm going to save it, I'm keeping it, then if we don't speak up, then it's sort of like we're giving up hope on it because we could technically do it. So if you just do it first, okay. But if you say, hey, guys, I'm doing it and I'm keeping everything and we just stay quiet, that's our way of saying we're not going to do it. Let's just finish up the, the mission of the Gemara. It's very easy. The mission says like this, I steal land from Menasha, and then, okay, I steal land from you, and then marauders come and take over all the land. So you got robbed twice. Oh, so here's the question. The question is like this. While Karka is ain't an exilus in general, can I just say, you know, like the, like, the, like the meme, there's like a meme of like Homer Simpson just walking back and just trying to ex- exit the room. There's like, he, here's the deal. I stole the land from you. <laughs> that's from, that's from, what's from WhatsApp? So, uh, I steal land from you, right? And then you steal land from everybody. You just take over the whole city. So can I just turn to Menashe and be like, hey, I know that I stole land from you. I'll be honest with you. It was going to be stolen anyway. I'm backing out. Like, 
Or I can just say to Menashe, take your land back, bye-bye, and then it's already stolen. Meaning, in other words, can I absolve myself due to the fact that it got ro- the guy robbed anyway? Like, what's the difference? So says the Mishnah, if you steal a friend, I steal from, from Menashe, and then you steal from everybody. So what's the halacha? If you're just stealing from everybody, then I can tell Menashe, listen, I'm not, I'm, take your land back. Meaning, I was robbed anyway. You would have been robbed anyway. It doesn't matter. I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt you. I was just a jerk for a minute, but it doesn't matter. But, but let's say you only robbed from Menashe because of me. The halacha is, I have to replace it. Meaning, in other words, what's the case? As the Gemara is going to explain, okay, I steal land from you, and then you steal land from the entire Kew Garden Hills. If that's the case, then I'm not responsible because he was, he was going to lose the land anyway, whatever. But let's say the case is like this. I steal land from Menashe, and then you call me up, and you're like, what's a good land to steal in Queens? And I'm like, him, 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 him. Then I have to pay. Because you wouldn't have stolen from everybody. I pointed him out. So if I pointed him out, then that's on me. So let's just read in the Gemara very quickly. Two minutes, and we'll stop. Amr Nachm Yitzchak. Now, before we address that point, the Mishnah's case of robbers is Masikin. Apparently, there were two different versions of the Mishnah. Some said Masikin with a Samach, and some said Matsikin with a Tzadi. They both mean robbers. The Gemara says, Mandatani Masikin le Mishtabish, Mandatani Matsikin le Mishtabish. Regardless of how you translate it, it works. Mandatani Masikin le Mishtabish, with a Tzadi works, Dechsev, Bimatsar u Bimatsok. The Pasuk says Matsikin means Matsok. It was a siege, like the Yushalayim. That's someone to steal. Madatani Masikin le Mishtabish. If you go with the Samach, it's also good. It says Yorash Hatzolatzel. Yorash Hatzolatzel is referring to locusts. Locusts rob, right? You know, the grasshoppers rob from everybody. The locust in Aramaic is Saka, Masikin. So that means rob. So let's just finish up. The Gemara says, If the robbery, if the guy stole from you because of me, the original robber, I have to pay. What's the case? The If the case is that you, again, you're the one who's robbing from all of Queens. But let's say, again, I rob from Menashe, you rob from Menashe also. What's the case? If the case is that you're only robbing from Menashe because of me, meaning you don't like me, you're not robbing from anyone else in Queens. You're just attacking me, so you're taking his land. The Gemara says, I only I already know that from the Reisha, because it says, So what's the case? The Gemara says, You know what the case is? I pointed him out. You came to me and you're like, listen, I'm stealing a lot of lands in Queens. What's good? And I'm like, that's good, that's good, that's good. And I pointed out his land. Because I pointed out his land, I have to pay for it. The Gemara says, or another version of the case is, you're stealing land, and you tell me, you come and you say, uh, Avi, I'm stealing all your land. Where's your land? And I'm like, well, I own land here, 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 and there. I pointed it out. If I point out the land and you took it, I'm responsible. Um, yeah, we'll stop here. The next is, there's just a story that backs us up. We'll stop it. Okay. Tomorrow's a big one? Yeah. There, 